We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good with it? LL, LL Nation, the Anora Boys are in the building. Lucky Lefty Podcast brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do so. Responsibly. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Got to do it responsibly, folks. CFB Nation presented by... Hey, hey, that's how we do it. Subscribe, YouTube, the thumbs up, smash it, hit the notification bell, and just enjoy viewing us, man. And then on the audio side, we drop audio edibles every day. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hit us up, check us out, lock in. Get that automatic download. It's the Lucky Lucky Podcast. We spin it different. different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Left us a lot to talk about today. I just had a nice 30-minute conversation with our big bro, Howard Griffith. Connecting this Michigan thing. Because, you know, Notre Dame is always at the big table. So most things, most big stories that happen with Notre Dame, I mean, that happen in college football, connect to Notre Dame. We're going to tell you why the rest of the Big Ten at this moment is purposely working together to bang on Michigan. So you're saying this is a conspiracy? Oh, I purposely called my big brother <laughs> to check to check facts, bro. To check facts. Now you you read the reports. Eleven schools have participated in this investigation, bro. That's a lot to consider a conspiracy. Bro, this isn't just, you know, Rutgers and Greg Schiano. This isn't like Michigan State down the road, your rivals. This is literally the bulk of the conference. And remember when we were talking to Howard, I said, yo, I don't think, I think the rest of the Big Ten is cool with Ohio State being at the top. I don't think they're cool cool with it. I think they accept. No, I I think they accept that Ohio State has out recruited hard work and hired. You can go back, dude. You can go back to the John Cooper days. Ohio State has always. It's been Ohio State and Michigan, but Ohio State has been in front of Michigan for a long time, bro. Right since Lloyd Carr left. That championship team was what ninety seven, yeah. With, with Chuck Wood, yeah. Ohio State has pretty much been the pinnacle since then. And Michigan has been up and down. Matter of fact, the uh, winning percentage battle between Michigan and Notre Dame was back and forth for years. On uh, who had the highest winning percentage in college football? That's so right. Michigan wasn't. The creme de la creme, right? I'll give you another thing, right? I told you 11 schools have participated. With all the expansion that's going on, I believe there are a lot of schools and presidents in the Big Ten that are ticked off because Michigan is the reason that Notre Dame isn't in the Big Ten because when Notre Dame was seriously considering it, Michigan said no. We gotta go, we gotta go through the history, bro. It's a lot of presidents that are like, yo, we could have as expansion is happening, we could literally have Notre Dame. But no, nah, y'all cats want to buck hard because Lou Holtz is kicking y'all butt. And at okay. the time, you know what I'm saying? At the time, okay. Notre Dame was getting the best of y'all. It's a lot of stuff going on right now, man. If we could just make it about Jim Harbaugh. I think it's bigger than that. 
I really, I really think it's the institution of Michigan. I think it's a lot of other institutions in the Big Ten that are jealous. Because Michigan is not like Ohio State. Ohio State fans might not like this, but Michigan without football is still viewed as a reputable educational institution or top-notch, shall I say. I would, I, would, I would say the value of the Michigan degree is higher than the value of the Ohio State degree. Really? I, oh, absolutely. 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 Especially in uh, engineering. I don't know where they are in business, but definitely engineering. And if I'm not mistaken, their uh, health and public services school is top notch. I know that because my auntie got her master's from U of M. So I know they're top notch. Matter of fact, the state of Michigan is one of the best states in the nation when it comes to like public health and has been for a long time. Um, it's, it's just interesting. You know, Howard gave me a lot of little tidbits, you know, that, yeah, he's like, yeah, the rest of the Big Ten, you know, they're, they're, they're out for Michigan right now. Like, they, it's blood in the water. Mm. It's blood in the water, and they're circling. They're circling. They're trying to take Big Ten championships are trying to take wins. You're talking about possible probation. You know, uh, there were some people, you know, talking about, you know, should other schools start to raid their recruiting class for the next two years? It's, bro, the Big Ten network had no mention of this on his live studio show. That's when you know it's bad. Because they want to stay as far as, dude, they were replaying like James Franklin and Ryan Day press conferences, bro. Still talking about the Penn State, Ohio State game. The biggest story in your conference is what's going on with Michigan. And you, as a network, you want no parts of it, which is very smart, by the way. Yeah. From a business standpoint. I'm not saying it was, I'm just saying, you know, just the normal production is, yo, what's the biggest story in the conference? That would be it. But at least to Notre Dame, because the LL question of the day we want to ask, because we have some more stuff. I have some stuff to play for you from Marcus Freeman the day left. Some very interesting stuff about your theory about developing stars the rest of this year through the bowl game. Notre Dame has to develop. It's stars of the future right now. I thought that was very poignant for you to make that statement. And Marcus Friedman talked about how they used the bye week to give more time to the youngsters in practice. So I want to hear your comments on that and some very interesting things he said about the offense moving forward. Yeah. Look at you smiling, Lev. Look at you. Now, for you to have a cup like that, it's only one drink that can go in the cup like that. Left. 
I know there's supposed this is supposed to be a Moscow Mule Cup, right? Right. right. It, I, I just I like the cups, but I don't have any Moscow Mule. So what does a my, my wife is a that is her go to drink. Really? Yeah, that's her go to drink. Okay. That's why I immediately recognize the cup. So, what does a mule taste like? Have you ever tasted a mule? Yeah, frozen. I do the frozen ones. Okay. And I think I like it for its tartness. It has like a uh, a lime taste to it. Mm. Uh, kind of refreshing, a little tart. Um, but I definitely get them frozen just because of the, the frozen factor, just like how I try to do the uh, – for a long time, the McDonald's ice frappuccinos mm. were a big thing in the culture. And we used to get the caramel ones and the mocha cookie ones all mm -hmm. the time, you know. So uh, same thing, the slushy versions of drinks be taste, make, make everything taste a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because I want to – in what I said about the Big Ten Network, because in news, this is one thing that I've learned. Um, our studios at ESPN Radio were literally right next to the State Street, State Street Studio for AB7, ABC Eyewitness News. Like producers, we worked right next to them, bro, every day. So um, when stories would break, we would get to hear some of their conversations about should we save this for 10 o'clock or should we not use this? This, especially if it has something to do possibly with someone connected to Disney, which is the parent company. And most people choose to jump out in front, right? Which is why, from a production standpoint, I'm sure it was still a conversation amongst the Big Ten Network producers. Like, okay, we don't want to make it seem like we're running from this. Because you don't want, that's not what you want to do. You don't want to make it seem like you're ignoring it. But at the same time, you know, we're not about to lead with it. And we're not about to really put too much out there. What we're going to make it seem like is we're waiting for the conference to finish their investigation before we start commenting. So that's the picture they're getting, you know. So you have to understand it's a lot of, you know, when it comes to news and companies and as certain people in the chat have talked about protecting the brand, it's really not about ignoring it because you can't ignore something in this age with social media. You can't ignore it. And you usually want to get out in front, but you want to make sure you have all your ducks in a row if you're going to get out in front because you don't want to jump out in front facing things and then other news breaks and then you got to go back on some things that you've already said so my question is is notre dame too good for his own good too good say it again is notre dame too good for his own good and what it was his own good i guess Hey, bro, everyone that I've talked to, the only problem, they said the only problem we have is the video. The young man only made 55000 per year. So how was he buying the tickets on his own? 
Wait, and say that one more time. He only made fifty five thousand a year. So how was he buying all of these tickets on his own? Because they're trying to make him seem like he was this rogue agent. But it's video of him giving signs to the defensive coordinator in last year's Ohio State game. Like, it's too much video evidence. He's not a rogue agent if he's on the field. Like, I don't know how Michigan is trying to sell this. Desmond Howard said that, they said that on College Football Live today, bro. I said he has to go on the petty track. What are you talking How's this kid? <clears throat> well, okay, but where's the where's the fine line in just strategic gamesmanship? This, because- is what, this is what I'm saying, right? This is what I'm saying because um, I talked to several – I talked to Paul Grassmanis. I talked to coaches that I know from the Lovey Smith Chicago Bears staff. I talked to Howard Griffith. They all say, if you're not trying to cheat, you're not trying to win. Like yes, yes, I think that's just yeah. It's too much money in sports for them not to think. Yes, somebody's trying. Somebody's trying to cheat, right now. I don't have a problem with stealing signs. I do. All that stuff happens. That's why you. Now on the sidelines, you create these boards. And I do I you made this statement the other day on Friday. What is college football doing? Just put the darn, just put the darn audio things in the helmets. Like, what are we doing at this point? Why do we still have coaches on the sidelines with like three big boards trying to fool guys on the upstairs on the other side? Dude. Mic it up like the NFL, and let's play. Hey, mic it up on the, on the high school level, and let's play. Just put them, just have audio all the way down the high school. Just format it. Just format it. So we don't have to worry about this. But when you start putting forth extra effort to videotape practices, you know what it made me think about, Left. Michigan's defense dominates because they advance scout or have been advanced scouting the way they've been. They couldn't advance scout TCU the same way, and TCU just ran rough shot over their defense. They couldn't advance scout Georgia. Georgia just crushed their defense. That immediately jumped out to me, left like. Okay, last night, and I have to apologize because last night I tweeted, like, I hear all of this stuff, but I don't know if this changes how Michigan physically dominated Ohio Ohio State. And then I get video of Connor Stallions next to the D.C., and the D.C. is looking at Connor Stallion as he looks across the field as Ryan Day is giving the, you know, CJ Stroud the signal. Yeah, it's and, it's, it's real obvious. And, and then the DC is sig- then he signals to his defense. It's like, yo, if you know it's a pass coming, it helps you. I'm sorry, it does. It just does. 
if you know what's a running play coming, that's a bit of an advantage. That's a bit of an advantage. And that is where I say, okay, Michigan, you know, you physically manhandled Ohio State. But come on. Like, your defensive coordinator is literally sitting there waiting for this rogue agent, as you all call him, to tell him whether it's a run or pass play after he stares at Ryan Day. It's just one of those things, man. But just in a lot of things, the tradition of Notre Dame is from NIL, heck, the way Notre Dame fans have reacted to this Michigan scandal. They've gone super hard in Michigan. Can I be honest, Left? Talk to me. If I found out Marcus Freeman was stealing signs, bro, I wouldn't have no problem. I wouldn't feel ashamed as a Notre Dame fan. Now, going to this extent and breaking the actual NCAA rule, I'm not for that. But staying within the rules and stealing signs, I don't have I don't have any problem with that. None. Right. It should be a common practice. I, I, it, I really don't you know. know. Because think about the gamesmanship in that. They said we may not recruit as well as you Ohio State, mm-hmm. but we can win in other ways. And those two two or three years has changed life for Michigan, just from mm-hmm. just changing strategy. Mm-hmm. And until the college football is like, okay, we need to get like the professional leagues and put the mic in the helmet, it's impossible to prevent it because that you know it's only going to get more intricate the more you try to shut it out. I'm sure if Alabama tipped somebody or didn't pay the right pockets this season, something would have came out about them cheating. You think, like, realistically in the probability of things and how tough college football is, you think Nick Saban has been this dominant for so long, just straight-up good, hard recruiting and coaching? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. He's been doing it for 15 years almost. Mm-hmm. There's no way in the world he's done it just straight up doing it. And it's okay. I mean, we've commonly – no way Kirby has done it in the short amount of time clean and, and, and all put together. It's just a matter of everybody is on the same accord and clearly Michigan, they they didn't do the right thing. You know, somebody, they, they called somebody up and somebody said, okay, I got something for you. And your, that's brother, <laughs> your fellow brothers that you share the pie with turn takes evidence on you quick. You got 11 institutions Serving up evidence to the NCAA, bro, participating in the investigation. Like your conference brothers are doing this to you. It's obvious that Michigan upset the rest of the conference in multiple ways. And it has to be bigger than just sending somebody to videotape the sideline. To be honest, I don't think Michigan's the only school doing it in the Big Ten left. I'm going to keep it above. I think other schools are doing it. Uh, duh. 
Because yeah. when you look on TV and you see these teams on the sideline with four or five guys <laughs> doing fake signs and holding up stuff, that mm-hmm. means that the team already knows it's going on. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't pre- pre- presumptively do that if you didn't think they was trying to figure out ways that you wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. It was never caught on media because everybody understood that's just a part of the game. The thing that's not a part of the game is Marcus Freeman being <clears throat> unprepared for that not knowing 10 men are on the field. That's something they don't prepare for. That's an unprepared action. That's why Marcus Freeman said after that press conference, oh, we're going to practice now situations like that. So these teams don't go into this game all of a sudden faking signals and boards. and They, don't, they practice that because it happens more mm-hmm. times than not. Mm-hmm. It's been going on since I can remember uh, uh, Kelly and, and the fast-paced Oregon offense when they did the fake boards and signals and crazy things. That was back then. Mm-hmm. It is just it's a it's a everybody wants to under, understand the backstory, Right, everybody wants to understand the backstory of what Michigan did for this to get exposed. Because the cheating thing is a surface level, you know, you can debate back and forth all day on it, but that's not what they really care about. Harbaugh may have told somebody in these meetings he's had with the higher ups, hey, I'm thinking about moving on. And they probably like, oh, you trying to leave this right now? Oh, no, 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 no. You're not going to leave right now. Not without this story. You think you're going to go to NFL not without this story dropping? Mm-hmm. So I think there's some of that. But it it is something to be said for Michigan. Turning the tide as fast as they did, as abruptly as they have, winning the games back-to-back like they have, against Ohio State when Ohio State has been whooping butt about 10 years. So the change in guard happened pretty quick, but I don't ba- I don't blame Michigan. They, they, listen, if you – after a while, you're going to get tired of losing. Mm. You're going to get tired of, tired of getting embarrassed by your rivals. It's natural. Every year you turn on the, the quote-unquote the game – that's the rivalry Michigan Ohio State called the game. Called the game. At the end of the year, every year, you turn off by halftime. Mm-hmm. Sick of watching it. Braxton Miller done ran for five touchdowns. Terrell Pryor done gay out of business. JT Baird and gay out of it. it. It list goes on and on. Jim Harbaugh said, I'm tired of it. Let me pull in this NFL bag of tricks and see what we got on getting around, getting around them rules. So it's something to be said for it that why now? Because Alabama's still holding on tight. Saban must still be paying them right people with them right pockets. Because even Bill Belichick got caught. But then you look back and be like, man, Bill Belichick be trying to win it at, by all means. See, that's that's, that's, that's what I'm asking Notre Dame fans. It's been 35 years left. Yeah, it's time to it's time to do some things. <laughs> if, if if we had won three championships. And all of a sudden, a scandal came up. 
2023? I don't care. I don't do. We won. You can talk. It does. Ohio State fans don't feel better about the last two years. They don't. You got smacked. I'm very interested in how it affects the upcoming game in Michigan Stadium. But, you know, Notre Dame fans have a very fragile mindset towards their program. It's a very difficult balancing act as a Notre Dame fan left where our program is pristine. Our program, you know, we do it differently. You know, we graduate our players and play at a high level on the football field. Nobody else, no other scholar athletes have it hard like our scholar athletes. And we still win football games. Like they hold that. They hold fast to that left. Notre Dame fans believe that every player in the program is an angel. It, it ain't no jerks in the Notre Dame locker room left. Every other big time program, they have jerks, conceited players. Not Notre Dame, though. Not Notre Dame. Heaven forbid. You point out something about a player in the Notre Dame. Oh, the Notre Dame fans, they will have a field day on you, left. Field day. Have a field day. And that is, you know, as a fan, that's why I'm asking today. You know, because everybody's looking at Michigan now with that judgmental point of a finger. If you found out Marcus Freeman used advanced scouting to win a national championship, would you be embarrassed? Would you care? I'm just interested, bro. I'm just interested. Because like you said, Bill Belichick, the Patriots, they don't give a darn. They don't care anything about Spygate. They don't care anything about Deflategate. Anything else. It's been proven that they filmed the Rams practices prior to the Super Bowl where they faced the Rams and upset the Rams. The NFLs did not take the championship away. So no matter what you think about them, they still won. The Astros have gone to seven straight LCSs, two World Series. Astros players don't care what you say about them getting caught in that scandal. They got two rings. They'll take everything. Yeah. Everything negative you have to say about them, they'll take it. Because those two rings are staying on their fingers. That's like what they said. They said if you had, for instance, wire fraud, $17 million, it had to go to jail for five years. Mm. But if you get out, you still got like what eight nine million dollars left. Was it worth it? It's an interesting question. Would you trade five years for nine million dollars? It's if you you know doing the crime, trying to do the time. But I, I think it's uh 
it, it stands back to in a competitive setting, people are going to try to find the advantage. I think that's yeah. just a more overreaching point, yeah. which is in some cases, some people have diff- and live by different morals. That's why this is even a thing is because it's a moral issue, less about the ethics of the sport, in my opinion, because the sport re- damn near requires you to find any way of trying to get the advantage just because of how high stakes football has become and how willing some people are willing to go to win. You know, when you got people that are willing to win by any means necessary, you look at your Sabins, your Urban Myers, your this is no longer the the football of the eighties and seventies where it was more, you know, uh tradition based and honorable. Honorable and I'm not gonna try to beat you by a ridiculous amount of points if I'm older, but over time competition changes that and we've seen it be more and more aggressively brutal. You know, Oregon just beat a team this year, Portland State, 81 to 3. I mean, what what is that? Mm-hmm. And so if I'm Portland State, I would never let that happen again to my program. Hell, Georgia beat TCU unconscious in the national championship. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. You know what's amazing, Luff? Look at how quickly he's turned things around everything, everywhere he went. Look how quickly he turned Stanford around. Who? Jim Harbaugh. Oh, yeah. He's taking them tricks from the league. I looked up. I happened to look up on a Saturday, and Stanford walked in to the Coliseum and beat USC. I'm like, wait. Wait a minute, when is Stanford? And it happened like that, love. Went to the 49ers. Like that. Goes to Michigan. Like that. He's been doing this, love. He's been doing this for he he didn't just start doing think about it. When he first got to Michigan, he started the satellite joints for recruiting. And they had to tap him for that. Like, hold on, man. You can't be sleeping overnight and recruits cribs. 
throwing Michigan camps in their backyard? No. Hold on. He has always been at the cutting edge, bro. Because that's what it takes to win. He's going to tell you, make me make me stop. Why do you think Michigan? And that's why, as a Bears fan, I'm like, bring him. If he wants to win that's what that I'm game. That's what I'm saying. Why do you think Michigan, through all them years, where they should have and could have fired him, all them talks about Michigan administration was never letting them go? Because they knew he, he is going to find a way, if you give him enough time, Mm-hmm. To be on top like they are, Michigan administration knows all about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because you, you, if you're looking back, you're like, why they give him this extra extension? Why they keeping him when they should definitely fight? He lost to Ohio State eight times in a row. Y'all still keeping him? Mm-hmm. They talking about cutting Ryan Day head off uh, if he loses Michigan a third time. How many times Jim Harbaugh done lost Ohio State straight? Straight, and he ain't never been on the because they know he is going to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And he done found that ticket, and they was like, "Well, we ready? We we good? We they ready to go?" So now, once it's getting figured out, it's not Michigan that's really upset about it. It's the people that don't want to see Michigan win when it when they finally figured it out. Because they know it's it's all it's like having Dallas Cowboy fans win. Mm-hmm. It's like having Notre Dame win the podcast right now. I mean, uh, win the national championship this year with the rules. First of all, you'll never hear the end of it. You'll never hear the end of it. And secondly, you see, left. This is the point. This is the point. And I'm I'm sorry to ruin this fantasy. Every football program has cheated. Have they been caught? Hell, Lou Holtz was, you know, they let Lou Holtz I'll go. Do, don't even get me started, right? <laughs> Lou Holtz wins the national championship. All of a sudden, the scandal about his players going on trips. Yeah, hold on, wait. From the administration and Hawaii and all this and getting plane <laughs> tickets. Man, stop. Lou Holtz, wait, wasn't running. Lou Holtz didn't run no pristine program, man. <laughs> People, people want to keep that fancy. People yeah, want to that's keep what I'm saying. Look, hands, hands want to keep that fancy, bro. Let go. Yeah, exactly. You have com- you've had conversations with his players. That program wasn't a 100 clean. They they just didn't get caught, and that's the thing. Michigan and Jim Harbaugh got caught. Because they ticked off the rest of the Big Ten. It's not even about the act. Because Michigan is not the only school videotaping stuff in the Big Ten. They're not. Come on. They're not. Come on. But they have upset somebody in that. Some people. Right? They didn't, they didn't, you know. They've upset some people in the Big Ten and the NCAA. Has been man. It's a coordinated effort. Nipping at the heels of Jim Harbaugh for like three straight years, bro. So the moment that the Big Ten could come together, they knew that the NCAA would be man. Oh, absolutely. You got some evidence? Oh, we've been waiting. Yo, the man just sat out the first what 
three, four games at the start of this season over an NCAA investigation. They've been trying to put the hammer to the nail. They've been time. trying to put the hammer to Michigan and, and uh, Jim Harbaugh, bro. Been doing it. And the only way the NCAA is able to do it is because the other Big Ten schools then, then join together to snitch and give evidence. That's it. That's the only way Michigan got caught. It's the, the only way. The boys told. That's the only way they got caught. The boys then told. They shouldn't. That's, that's the only way it ended up happening like that. That's the only way they got caught. Period. Like I said, Jim Harbaugh has always been that dude, man. Cutting edge. Like I said, with the satellite camps, as soon as he got to Michigan, the satellite camps, people, that first class he put together with Jabril Peppers and all those dudes, right? What's the other kid? Uh, the, uh, Rashawn Gary. Like, it was questions immediately, like, yo, what is Jim Harbaugh doing? He has always been cutting edge, like, yo, make me stop. Catch me. Bill Belichick is the same way, and he's known as the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. We know the Patriots have cheated. Tom Brady is still recognized as the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't see anybody taking his Super Bowls. It is it's just really amazing as a fan base. Bro, I don't give a darn. I don't give a darn how much of a jerk Mike Jordan is, bro. I got six titles. I don't, I don't care how much of a – I don't care if he was suspended for gambling. I don't care. So should they give Reggie Bush's Heisman back? Who cares? If I, if I were a USC fan, I wouldn't care. If they did or didn't. I wouldn't like, care either way. Oh. They still have the championships, don't they? They still have the championships. This is what I'm saying. If you are a fan that believes your program is just 100% clean historically, then you go ahead and believe that. Yeah, I think Notre Dame definitely, with us just being open for so long and having a football team for so long, I think it took a lot of things that we are probably more unethical to get to where we are as a brand you know who used to argue me down that they they had a, a clean program penn state fans oh man and, no, they then, and then the story started breaking no they didn't think they had oh yeah oh absolutely 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 they used to argue me down this is back when lavar arrington and courtney brown was there Joe Pa runs a clean program. Joe Pa, no, no one in his program does anything. And I'm sitting here like, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, it's too much money that is involved, man. And it's too high stakes. People don't the money, how stressful. The money has changed everything because you talked about it. The competitive edge. Yeah, it's like it's, you know, it's 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 always that dilemma of something that's really good in your program is also a double-edged sword and, mm -hmm. and it's causing a lot of issues in your program as well. But 
you're thinking of the the future and you're like, I can't let go of something so good mm-hmm. as a result on the field, but it's destroying the program. That's where it always starts. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. Is the it's the Antonio Browns on the team that you like, damn, he's the best receiver in the country, but he's getting arrested every week. I can't just fake set an example. I'm gonna lose games. Oh, we just hold off on it, and you start covering up stories, and then you like, you know, you you in the Michigan situation. The fan base is 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 distraught. Every rivalry game, they getting whooped. Eight years straight, generations. The kids grew up their whole life ain't seen Michigan win versus Ohio State. The Michigan program was like, I'm sick of that. We got to make a change, and it ain't and it ain't fast enough. The conventional way, yeah, that's what it yeah. be. Marcus yeah. Freeman's gonna put be put in a position, provided he's there long enough. It ain't happening fast enough. Whether we win one early and we're trying to get back to one, or we still trying to get to one, and either way it goes, it's either we ain't getting there fast enough, or it ain't it ain't working well enough. I uh, would Notre Dame fans have a problem if Pete Babaka came in and went full 100% ahead on NIL and all of a sudden Notre Dame runs off two national championships? Or would people get in their pool pits and say, "That's, that's not who we are? At Notre Dame, we don't pay people to come to our school. This is this is the, you know, this. There are people, whether well, alums, fans in Notre Dame, that hold fast to that. Like we don't pay players to come to Notre Dame. That's not what we do. And even if they won, they will have a problem with Notre Dame jumping into the NIL space a little bit more aggressively than they would have under Jack Swarbrick. You know, so that's why I asked the question, can you be too good for your own good? Can you be so caught caught up in your tradition and your stewardship, like you said, that you fall behind? And if you fall too far behind, then what are we talking about? Yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, I think Marcus Freeman getting sick of where he's where he is and what he's doing to try to get over the hump. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, it's just like saying everybody uh, it has the, possesses the ability to kill somebody. Let, let me just say this. I'm saying NIL... Look, man. I have to explain that, by the way. You left me on that crazy end note. <laughs> Look. <laughs> boosters at Notre Dame have taken care of Notre Dame players. And Yeah, before, yeah. Oh, stop. Notre Dame has cheated, man. It, just, just get it out there. Every single program in some way, form, or fashion 
has cheated. It's happened. That's why the fantasy needs to be just let it go. Just just let it go, man. It's hard to compete. It's hard to compete if you're not trying to get an edge. Yeah, I think it's just the people that don't understand are just the people that haven't been in it. I think that everybody that's been around the the system of college football, played in it, coached it, whatever, been a fan of it a long time, you realize that that takes place. That's Mm -hmm. how the whole NIL thing even became a legal thing is because the illegal version of it was the reason why people were getting upset in the first place. The reason why rules were even created was because of the competitive advantage mm-hmm. of what NIL was illegal. Mm-hmm. The illegal version of NIL is why, you know, the competitive advantage in that aspect has gotten out of hand, even when it's been legal. Let me ask you a question. When you on campus, I'm glad you thought about this. I would have friends that either worked at the mall or in the union where everybody went to eat was called the down under at, at Illinois. Or the orange was the other eating spot over in the six pack. If I knew one of my friends was working at the orange at eight, I wouldn't go eat at the orange at six left. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. I went to eat at eight. Why? Because I was getting hooked up. And then I could use the money for that day on my ID to go buy snacks and drinks to take back to my room. Uh, I'm cheating the system, bro. That's right. I'm cheating. I, I'm cheating. Ask me if I care, left. As much money as that university was making. Ask me if I care whether or not I got an extra two Minute Maid orange pops to take back to my dorm room. And, well, a, free, and a free cheeseburger and fry. I mean, I don't advocate stealing, man. <laughs> no, no, this is my point. Everybody knows when they're doing wrong. I knew I was doing wrong. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, I knew I was doing wrong. I don't care. That's why I don't like the whole sorry thing. It's like, damn, I didn't care. Yeah, it's like, listen, sometimes it's about prioritization. You prioritize the satisfaction over the potential consequence. I think that's just an average thought to have, especially when the consequences can't outweigh nothing too serious. You know, it's just like, and I, I know that cheeseburger gonna hit. Dude, that's people take that's when you take stuff a little bit too serious, bro. My girl gave me a free cheeseburger. Really? What are we talking about? Yeah, that's that's the question that it comes to. What are we really talking what about? What cheeseburger? are we talking about? Like I've told you this story. I grew up playing. Um, circuit basketball with Kiwan Garris. People from Chicago would know who Kiwan is. You know, he's a public school legend in Chicago, played for University of Illinois, right? Kiwan would walk around with a pocket full of hundreds and fifties left. Mm. 
He's from the west side of Chicago, left. Do you think I didn't know what was going on? Hold I mean, on, wait a minute. It could be a lot. One of, of my one of my best childhood friends left is Simeon Rice. Best childhood friend. Really? For the Vikings? Dude, we used to play football in the street. In the street. I knew Simeon Rice when he couldn't play football. He was hard. Damn. Before he went to Mount Carmel, got a weight program, and all of a sudden became a beast. Mm. Went to Illinois. I've wait a minute. I've dropped Simeon Rice off at the Green Street Currency Exchange. Mm. Do you think I didn't know what was going on? It's like, dude, when it comes to college football, man, like we we we, we form these fantasies, bro. And it's like, man, it's at some point I question whether or not Notre Dame has been so worried about its brand and how it looks rather than looking forward and seeing how everything was going to evolve and seeing how you can blend that into your tradition because that's what you haven't done you've chosen not to evolve with the times yeah you've chosen to stick to what happened and what was successful and is not successful and haven't hasn't been successful for 35 years on the football field. It hasn't. So to me, for several reasons, I can understand somebody saying you people view Notre Dame not being, I disagree, but people view Notre Dame not being in a conference as Notre Dame being too good. For their own good oh you think you're better than us which i think is a bunch of crock i think it's really all about business sound business that's my opinion but it's an interesting conversation left it really is because michigan and notre dame in my opinion left when it comes to the combination of academics and athletics and I'm not including the Ivy League. We're talking about Power Five. It's a reason why they were viewed as the top two programs for the longest time when it came yeah. to both. It was a reason why they were at the top of winning percentage or most wins. It was a reason. You know, Michigan being a public school has a lot more leeway. I mean, when you're cheating, it's going to be drastic. It's going to be yeah. drastic. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, yeah man. There's no steady climb when you're cheating. You just get straight Heck to the top. Heck <laughs> yeah, man. Heck yeah. You know, I look, man, I I am, um, as we get ready to transition to Marcus Freeman and his offense, you know, I just thought the conversation would be interesting because, yo, I, this story 
is so amazing. I, I can't believe the whole conference turned on him, bro. I, I just can't. I can see if it was Michigan State or Ohio State. I envision it's like the Godfather. He went to dinner with the head guy that you don't know the name of for real, and he probably made some demands, and Jim Harbaugh was like, I'm not doing it. Mm. He said, oh, you turned against the family, the Big Ten family. Now you're going to pay. I think it was one of them. They probably had dinner at Del Frisco's or something, you know, in mm-hmm. the nice restaurants in the back room. Like equalizer. You know how her buddy came in the restaurant? Mm-hmm. Denzel had to twist his arm like a pretzel, you know, some smooth Denzel. He said, tell everybody to get out of here. Right. <laughs> Bro. So I've watched I've watched it. I went to the theater to see it. We can talk about it during transition. That's right. We can talk about it in transition. Let's finish this up by saying this. Uh, I'm very interested in seeing what people of Aqua does to possibly take Notre Dame into the future. How he works with uh, the administration, how he works with Marcus Freeman, how he works with the alums. Um, being a former player that was under Lou Holtz, how that impacts him. Um, I think the NIL space at Notre Dame will expand under Pete Bavacqua. Expand my, under the under the, the under his under, the, under his leadership. I don't the, know administration how wise or uh, alumni. I, I can't say left. I can't say that because I don't. He does not have what other public schools have. He does not have to stick to or still portray a certain brand that everybody, Michigan does do. Those public schools aren't worried about. Michigan, they know they'll recover, right? We know the Fab Five were dirty. We know everything around the Fab Five was dirty. Everything. I don't care how many documentaries they produce. We know the five five is dirty. Putting that squad together. But guess what? The culture didn't care. Nope. Michigan fans didn't care. They went to two straight national championships. They didn't win. The university didn't give any of the revenue they made off of them, and they're still making off of them back. To them, it's all good business. You know, and that's, it's amazing how crimes are able to be committed consistently in this world. You know why? Because it's good business. That's why people can look the other way that are supposed to be stopping crime. Because somehow, some way, is good business. Left, you grew up in the inner city. I grew up in the inner city. Nobody in our neighborhood had private planes, had the money to build tunnels, to smuggle stuff into this country when it comes to contraband. 
We don't have the resources to do that. But somehow, some way, those things end up in our hands and in other people's hands. Some somehow, some way. You know what I mean? So Jim Harbaugh, until he made somebody mad, was good for business until he wasn't. And that's the way it usually happens. You're good for business until you're not. And when you're not good for business, they find a way to get rid of you. But, um, you know, fans are divided in the chat. Some fans that say yes. You know, they would be upset if they found out Notre Dame cheated to win a national championship. And then others are like, yo, <laughs> I could care less. You know? So But upset about what though? I mean, I do. I I guess some fans just feel like they want to win the right way. But what's the right way when teams that are cheating are winning? Well, they're not getting caught. So See, maybe that's, that's maybe the, that's the, the issue. That's the issue. Maybe the issue is if we got caught cheating, yes, I would be mad. Dude, can I tell you something like the most gangster thing I heard my mother tell somebody in counseling? She was talking to this young man and she was talking to him about his marriage, right? Okay. She asked me to come in and sit in on the counseling because, you know, my mother's really, you know, my mother does not like, she always wanted to cover herself. So either she would have me or my, or my dad sit in on counseling that she had with males. Oh, in case it went act crazy. Or just for the look of it. Like, she was like, yo, I don't want anything. She, she was like, I want a witness to what's taking place. She looked this young man, you know, he had done some things against, you know, his other half. And he, he was sorry about it. And she said, uh, I don't think you should do it because you're not good at it. So if you're not good at it, you should stop. Because you keep getting caught. I think that's what it is. He I said it, it would be a difference. If you never got caught and you were good at it. He said, I'm not condoning it, but at least then I'm like, she said, dude, when you're not good at something, Just stop quit. doing it. <laughs> just quit. Why keep getting caught when you know you're not good at it? And I was just like, yo, that's that's gangster, yo. I'm sitting there listening, like, yeah. Yeah, that is pretty dumb. You know, and um, I'll give Jim Harbaugh this. When you catch him doing one thing, he leaves that alone and goes to something else. That's right. He doesn't get caught doing the same thing over and over again. So as he goes to the NFL, you can put it in the bank. Wherever he goes, he's going to try and cheat. You think so? Mm Mm-hmm. He's going to find a way. He's going to try and cheat? He's going to try. It's in his blood, bro. That's just who he is. He has to have that competitive edge, man. Trying he has to, to have it. He's, he's going to try 
and cheap. And honestly, I will start looking towards the Baltimore Ravens, bro, because they share coaches, they share information. Oh no, bro. Lucky Lefty Podcast. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.